Welcome to Flex Ed, a podcast for those who have a passion for bettering themselves and gaining a better understanding of overall health. Ryan and Josh are here to break down all of the variables of the equation that is known as being healthy. Flex Ed starts now. You're listening to Flex Ed, a podcast that encourages healthy conversation. On this episode, technically episode number one, we talk to a local bodybuilder and personal trainer, Dave Elliott. We got a great workout in with Dave and then brought him back to the studio to recap and just have a quick chat about things. We had a lot of fun talking and catching up. Without further ado, bring on that interview. So Dave, welcome in. How are you today, man? I'm doing well. You? Doing well. It's been a good day for me. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm good. Very good. Doing good. I'm glad to see that everybody survived the great earthquake of uh, 2020 across the Upper Cumberland. Did you guys feel anything? Uh, No. Yeah, no. apparently there was an earthquake earlier, a 3.8 magnitude earthquake in East Tennessee. People here on Facebook I saw claimed to have felt it. I didn't feel anything. I don't know. I was out playing frisbee golf at King Creek. I oh, you feel, made it. I didn't feel anything, man. We just got done with a workout yesterday morning. We worked out with Dave Elliott, um, personal trainer, exterminator, cool dude all around. What would you classify yourself as, Dave? Oh, man, I do, I've do. i done all kinds of stuff, man. I've done everything from you know personal training, uh, managed a gym. I was working with firearms at my last job, and now I do pest control. So, I mean, I know how to do all kinds of stuff. So Right, and then at that gym, that's where Josh originally met you. Um, yeah. Kind of yeah. got him introduced into the world of fitness and taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Josh was one of the first people I signed up when I first started working over at the gym uh, in 2010, I believe I signed him up. 2010, and he was a pretty scrawny dude at that point? No, he, I mean, he was still pretty good size. Still but, pretty good you know, size? You know, he's a little bigger now, though. So you know. Well, I got to see the transformation. I've never seen Josh so committed to anything until he finally got right. like addicted to the gym. Anytime I'd be like, Josh, what are you doing? I'm at the gym. And I'm like, come on, man, you're always at the mm-hmm. gym. And at mm-hmm. that point, I hadn't really got that bug quite yet, I guess, so. Now I can understand, but we thought it was important to have you on our first episode as our first guest, uh, mainly because you helped lay the foundation for this. Yeah, whether yeah. you knew it or not. Yeah, we did. Uh, we trained quite a bit. I mean, even you know before I even started doing the fitness classes and stuff, and then it translated into doing the fitness classes. Uh, even you yourself came in as his guest and took my boot camp class. Uh, yeah, it wore me out. I was oh impressed. yeah, yeah. I taught those for four years. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. So. Uh, yeah, it was definitely cool when you guys uh, decided to message me and have me on your podcast and take you through a workout. Um, I haven't I haven't been able to, you know, kind of, I guess, talk about fitness or do any fitness-related stuff with people since I've uh, quit working at the gym for a few years. So, um, so yeah, it was kind of nice just to, you know, just to be able to do something like that and, uh, you know, help some people out, give, give them some good advice, and uh, hopefully it translates into something moving forward. Absolutely. I, I thought you had a ton of great advice. Uh, you pointed out a lot of things we were doing wrong, helped us correct those, which is essentially the main, uh, one of the best things about having the trainer there, right? Help us, guide us through the workout, show us what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right, because from a safety perspective, you want to make sure you have good form. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes you think you do looking in the mirror, but, you know, some of the yeah. little tricks go a long way, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always good to get, you know, get some advice from somebody who has the experience or has more experience or knowledge than yourself. You know, there's people out there that even have more experience and knowledge than me. And, uh, you know, I've been in shape for about 13 years now. So, 
Um, you know, there's people out there still, you know, far beyond the realm of what I have, but, you know, I can at least translate from my experiences in fitness, uh, to, you know, maybe help somebody get on track with, uh, with their goals. So. Right. And that, that's what kind of fascinates me mainly too, is just how broad, when you look at health and taking care of your body, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. still so much that we have to learn, but there's still so much that we already know that you can still soak in. Right. And there's oh, yeah. so many different things that go into when you yeah, talk yeah. about health, it's nutrition and fitness. Uh, you got to take care of your brain and, you know, you got to, you got to make sure you're doing some therapeutic stuff to make sure that you're not a crazy lunatic every day as far yeah, as that goes. Yeah. You've got to be able to keep your mental, san- you know, keep your sanity. Um, yeah. You know, I've been to that point where, um, you know, I got into fitness real, real serious where I was doing competitions and stuff and uh, I did five competitions in two years. So pretty much my whole life was just, you know, I worked at the gym. I was a personal trainer. I was managing the gym. I was doing fitness classes. I was training for bodybuilding competitions uh, so, you know, it was just basically fitness, you know, go, 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 go for years. And, uh, you know, it's just like after a while, mentally, it's just like, man, you got to take a step back and give yourself a little bit of sanity time, oh, for uh, sure. you know, find a good balance between life and fitness. Um, otherwise, it's not going to be sustainable long term. For sure. So, so that's the thing. It's like we were talking about at the gym yesterday about the tortoise and the hare. Um, you know, basically, if you want to be successful at fitness, you need to learn to be a tortoise um, to where you're just consistent and constantly moving at a gradual upward pace versus, you know, going up and then being inconsistent, going back down, you know, regressing, making progress, and then regressing. Um, Just try to, you know, consistently make progress all the time. So, and then also uh, it'll keep you from burning out and you'll be able to do it for the long haul. So, um, you know, I've trained in 13 years now. I'm I'm about to be 36 years old, so uh, I'm not exactly the youngest guy in the gym. Um, but you're staying ahead of the game by yes, staying on top of your fitness. Yes, yes. And that's another thing, too, uh, for anybody out there that's listening. As you get older, please start working out. Please start taking care of yourself. Um, your body just works against you as you get older. Um, it's going to make everything you do at least a little bit easier. Uh, I'm not going to say everything's going to be easy uh, as you get older, but things will be easier uh, if you take care of yourself uh, as, as well as you'll be able to do some of the things that you, you know, did in your, did in your 20s that you might not have been able to do for years. And, you, you know, you might just blow your own mind with what you can still accomplish in your 30s uh, that you never would have thought you'd be able to do. You know, you pretty well just wrote that off in your 20s as, hey, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, I'm just too old for that stuff. So, uh, Well, yeah, because people get cool. that way because they don't uh, maintain and take care of their right, body, exactly. I guess. And you don't have to, like, jump headfirst in if you're new. No. I think it's best to, like, just – Find good yes. habits to build into your yes. routine slowly, right? Like That's you're it. Saying. Slow yeah. and steady wins the race. Yes, you've got it right there. If you can build the good habits and stay consistent with the good habits, then you'll be successful. Um, and and you got to realize, too, you're not as hardcore as you think. Like, you can't just go into the gym and be like, all right, I'm just going to lift everything as much as I can all the time, this and that. It's not going to be sustainable long term, you know. You, you don't If you're not going to be Mr. Olympia, you don't have to train or eat like Mr. Olympia, okay? Exactly. You don't have to. Um, you have to find what works for you and you have to find, you know, that good balance I was talking about between your life, between your fitness to where you can make progress and you can enjoy doing this. So that way you do it as a lifestyle change instead of just something you do for, you know, like say, Hey, I'm going to get in the gym and I'm going to be super jacked in six months. Well, I got bad news for you. (laughs) It's probably not going to happen in six months, especially if, you know, if you haven't been training in years. So. You better have some really good drugs. Right, yeah, 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 something. I mean, you know, some kind of some kind of miracle worker out there if you're going to, you know, transition that much in six months. So You get your, your wheels aligned in your car, right? You get regular maintenance checks. If you right. don't, the car's going to break down right, on you. Exactly. So 
your body, you would think you want to stress on that even more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying about, you know, you're not as hardcore as you think. It's just like you're saying with the car. I imagine you have that same car and you're running at 100 miles an hour everywhere you go. It, it, it's going to break a lot faster than if you're just driving around town at the speed limit. You're you know not changing I mean? the oil yes, in it or the oil yes, filters right. or none of that stuff. You're pumping crappy right. gas in there. Yes, yeah, you can't be, you know, running it on crappy gas, not changing your oil, and then going 100 miles an hour everywhere. You know, right. that'd be like that'd be like trying to train like Mr. Olympia and, and eating fast food all the time. You know what I mean? And expecting it to look like Mr. Olympia. Yeah, Mr. Olympia sponsored by McDonald's. Right, exactly. You're not going to hear that yes, one anytime soon. No. No, I mean, he might have some Big Macs for a cheat meal or something, but he's not eating that stuff all the time. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So, so Dave, you've trained for shows. Can you kind of just uh, summarize what the process looks like uh, whenever you start prepping for something like a show, like a, a bodybuilding competition? Okay, um, for me personally, uh, like I was telling you yes, uh, yesterday during the workout, um, basically I go through and I train for different purposes throughout different time, you know, the different times of the year. Uh, basically, like it's, I still kind of rotate my training and dieting as if I was going to be in a competition, just maybe not as extreme. Okay, um, and then and then be ready for summer by Memorial Day. But that whole process starts in say August or September of the previous year. So okay. so for me to get ready for this upcoming summer in 2020, I've been you know putting on weight and, you know, building uh, more strength and density to the muscles since August. Okay. Okay. So now we're sitting in pretty well, almost February. So, you know, like we were talking yesterday, um, I, I, I believe that if you're going to diet and get your body fat down to low levels, um, there's a chance you're going to lose some muscle in there. And I feel like if you've had the muscle on your body for a longer period of time, I feel like it stands a better chance of going through that diet and, and looking more similar to when you built it versus, you know. Right, so you're going from the bulking yeah. stage to the cutting stage. Right. And then when you get that, from what I understand, so when you do cut out a lot of those calories, the fat will go, but the body doesn't really want to get rid of that fat. Right. So you Some have to kind of yeah. like gradually trick it into yeah. letting it go by keeping the same workload, but slowly lowering the right, calories yes, yeah, close yeah you there? don't yeah you don't want to just drop it right off you know you can't you can't do it as extreme at that otherwise you know you're going to end up with extreme results and some of it's not going to be what you want you know you'll end up with some muscle loss in there uh you know you'll end up being really really flat um so on and so forth you might not like how you look at all you know you might have your body fat down to where you want you might have be at the weight as you want you look at yourself and be like, man i look like crap well, so, <laughs> and you're basically starving yourself. Yeah, so, uh, so I mean, if you're going to diet, uh, you know, at least personal opinion, try to take your time. I mean, I know a lot of competitors out there, um, you know, minimum they'll do 16 weeks of dieting. You know, some of them are up into 20, 24 weeks. You know, you're talking 24 weeks, that's like that's six months worth of dieting. Yeah. That's half a year. But with a diet that long, you could probably have some leeway in the beginning. You know what I mean? Uh, now, as you get closer to your deadline, uh, probably not going to be as much leeway just depending on what kind of shape you're in, so on and so forth, body type, what kind of person you are. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into that. You know, you're never going to be able to, say, diet two people exactly the same and have the same results because everybody's different. So. Right, for sure. It's an individual type Yeah, thing. so there's always going to be like some kind of a, a base diet that somebody starts on and then you have them do it for, say, a set period of time and you look at, you know, progress pictures, uh, so on and so forth. And then you make adjustments to the food and the training, uh, you know, based on what you're seeing in the progress pictures and what kind of changes are happening, so on and so forth. So that's that's kind of how that goes. So uh, so it would be like for me, I would do off-season training from, say, August till probably about 
February, March-ish. Now, what I would do is I would write myself a training protocol for 12 weeks, and then I would do that training protocol for 12 weeks, and then at the end of 12 weeks, I would switch that off to different exercises. It would be a similar type of training, but different exercises, so that way I could I, I had time to basically adapt to one, one type of training and then switch it to kind of confuse. Um, the thing with, with muscle confusion is you have to adapt to something before you can confuse it. So you can't just do different stuff all the time at least without some kind of adaptation period. Right, because you'll probably peak as far as yeah. progress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, some people do uh, different workouts every day. Um, I used to do it myself, uh, stuff like that. I, I come across, you know, had good results. Um, it's just for me, uh, I took a look at it, and I guess for me, I'm more consistent if I have the same thing. Yeah. All, all the, You know, all the time that, and I can always, in, you know, ensure that I'm consistently pushing intensity every week because I know what weights I'm lifting. I know how many reps I've lifted that weight for. Now, if I'm switching exercises all the time, I'm not always going to be guaranteed that I'm upping the intensity each week. Yeah, so, that makes good sense. So, like, you know, for example, like let's say if we had a uh, like a leg workout. A leg workout's great because you have squats, you have leg presses, uh, stiff leg deadlifts, some good compound heavy movements. Uh, let's say you had a whole leg workout where you did all you know all that stuff, and then the next week you didn't do any of that stuff. Like, mm, you know, I mean, you know, you're going to get some you know good intensity from you know leg extensions and leg curls, but it's not going to be like squats and leg press and stiff legs. Some of your fun, you know, yes, workouts, those are those, those are the groups. the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about the workout that we did the other day. Okay. Uh, so yesterday morning we met Dave at the gym. Uh, he was you know gracious enough to meet us there run us through a workout, and we hit uh, buys, back, and abs. Yes. And I, I'm telling you, it's been, a, let's see, a day and a half. Uh, I'm feeling it primarily in the midsection. My abs are on fire, Dave. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people uh, tend, tend to neglect the ab training. And uh, I, think, I think we did what? We did about 340 reps in about, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, and it's not that I neglect it, but I, I guess I feel like just my basic incline sit-ups with weights do enough of the yeah, job yeah. that I don't have to mix it up enough, and I'm totally wrong in that. You got comfortable. I, I do, yep. that, and I, that's a bad habit that I'm that trying happens. to break this it, year, it too. It happens. It happens. Like we talked about yesterday with complacency, man. Uh, complacency is the enemy. <laughs> it, it, You've got to always be trying to push for some kind of progress somewhere. Oh, especially um, when it comes to uh, building a body, too. Bodybuilding, oh, yeah, you have to get yeah. outside the comfort zone. Otherwise, yes. you're not going to make any progress. Yeah, that's where all your growth happens is when, you know, you push through those sets and you're like, all right, there is no way I'm going to get another two or three reps. So, you know, I had that this morning when I was doing yeah. squats. Um, you know, I pushed some sets and some weights that I hadn't that I hadn't been, you know, doing. Or I pushed more. What I did was I pushed two sets at my max weight versus just one. Because um, where I was building up before, now I'd, I'd gotten strong enough to where I could do my first set heavier than I'd been doing and then do my two top-end sets at my, at my max weight. And there then you I go. was actually up four reps over where I started with that weight about a month ago. There you go. Progress. So, yes. So that's what you want. You know, it's, it's going to be a very gradual thing, but you have to keep track of where you're at, and you have to consistently push the issue. You, like, there, you can't take your foot off the gas that much. Right. And and like we were talking about yesterday, too, when you get to the point, you know, they don't always have to look pretty. You just have to get them done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were talking, that's the that's the thing. I mean, yes, form form is key uh, to being able to load the tension in the muscle and be able to squeeze the muscle and get the results. Uh, But you also, at least in my opinion, you know, there's going to be different, different, you know, 
different opinions. There's a million ways to be fit. There's a million different areas of fitness. Uh, you know, how I get in shape and how somebody else gets in shape can be completely different. But if we're both in shape, then, hey, that's cool. Um, but, yeah, it's just like if you're going to push failure to where your muscles are, are not going to be able to do anything more, I mean, you're going to have some kind of break in form. It, it, like, it's inevitable. Otherwise, I feel like you're cutting yourself short. You know, it, it, you know, like we talked yesterday, if you get to eight perfect reps and, you know, maybe you could have got another two, but they're not quite as perfect. You know, I feel like you would have benefited more from trying to push yourself physically and mentally through those reps that you were just going to quit at because your form had broken a little bit. For sure. And that's what a lot of people think, you know, going to the gym, it's very physical. It's also very mental. I feel like almost 50-50. It's way more mental than physical any day of the week. Um, I'll tell you that from, yeah, it's... Everything that you do is, is between those ears of yours. Yep. And, uh, you know, everything from just getting out of bed and walking through the door or fixing your meals or, you know, deciding whether or not you want to push through those last few reps or not. Or, well, hey, you know, should I really do abs and calves today? You know, those those things. And, and the thing is about fitness is nobody's going to hold you accountable but yourself. Absolutely. So, you know, it's just like just like life. You know, if it – if you're sitting there at your house or your apartment, you look, you got a sink full of dishes. I mean, I don't know about you. I live with my dog. He's not doing my dishes for me. So, um, you know, you got to get off your ass and, and do your dishes. You know, it's the, it's the same thing with life as it is with fitness. You know, you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to be honest. You have to say, look, I suck at this and I need to get better at it. And then you need to go do that. So that's, and it's a hard thing for people to do to take a, take a step back and be like, hey, I suck at this, 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 and this. So what is going to be my game plan is I need to focus on doing this, 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 and this so I don't suck at it anymore. For sure. That's one of the big things that I find in my training. I don't know about you, Josh, but that I will go in and the stuff, like if I go in and I don't have a set plan of what I'm going to do that day, a lot of times I gravitate towards the workouts that I like to do. You know, what do I want to get into today? And then that's usually neglecting the stuff that I don't like to do. And why don't I like to do it? Because mm-hmm. I'm not good at it, which is yes. a pretty big flag that you yes. need to be working on those muscle groups. Yes. And I, and I mean, I can even tell you from my experiences with doing bodybuilding shows, there's people who do competitions who are in the same boat. You look at them year after year after year, all their strong points improve, all their strong points improve and all their weaknesses remain weaknesses. That's with some people. Now, some people do bring up their you know, their problem areas. They hit the nail on the head. They do a good job, and, the, and they advance in the in the sport, and you know they get what they deserve. So, but there are other people, you know, even at a competitive level, who are in the same boat that just kind of eh, they kind of shy away from those body parts. Right, and you know? then there's going to be some of those that like they're just naturally born with the ability to build yes. those muscles yes. easier than others. You Absolutely. know, some guys they just cannot seem to build pecs. Or, That's me. You know, <laughs> That's me. Or, or, or biceps or triceps yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Although yeah. upper arm muscles, I feel like, are probably yes. the easiest for most people to build. Yeah, that's one thing I learned in, in competition, too, is that sometimes it doesn't matter what you do. It's, it's just hard to beat genetics. Yep. You know what I mean? Some people are just built, you know, better than people. You know, they have a better frame or they're, better, you know, predisposed to building, you know, better looking muscles than people. That's just, that's just genetics. That comes from mom and dad. There's nothing, there's not much you can do about that. Yeah, I heard something not long ago that said, um, discipline is going to stick 10 times longer than habits will. And that's yeah. you can relate that to a lot of aspects. Of yeah, yeah. 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 Discipline is also like we were talking about yesterday with consistency, you know, consistency, doing similar things every day. People don't do similar things every day, nor do they do things for the sake of being consistent. People do what they feel like doing. 
Right. Okay. Well, I don't know about you, but like I've had days where I get out of bed and I feel like I can just kill it, dude. You know, I, I can just kick the world's ass. Just boom. I got it. Like everything's boom, 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 boom. And then some days I wake up and I'm like, man, am I even going to get out of bed today? You yeah. know what I mean? You're the same dude. You're the same person. Yep. But, you know, one day you feel like, man, I've got this. And other days you don't feel like it. You know, if you cater to those feelings right there, you're inconsistent. Right. So if, if you have a goal to where you're trying to do something and be consistent and be frequent with it, you can't you can't just do what you feel all the time. Otherwise, you're going to be you're going to be you know, disappointed with your results. It's, you got to be able to push through a bad day. Yes, you, you know, have to. You're because gonna, I'm yes. similar, you know, some days I wake up and I'm like, Ryan, let's go take on the world. Right. Other days I wake up and I wonder how I make it through a day. Yeah, man. You know, it's just part yeah. of it. It's life. Yeah. That's just, that's how, that's how it goes. I mean, I can give you a, a, an example of myself from this morning. So, you know, I had the day off today. Um, so for consistency's sake, I woke up at three o'clock this morning. Um, I was congested when I woke up and, uh, I don't know if it was the congestion or what, but man, it made me throw up this morning. Ooh. So I wasn't feeling well. I text my workout partner, let him know. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna, you know, go to the go to the pharmacy when they open, get some medicine, cool, blah 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 blah." And uh, you know, so I did. I went and got some medicine, and uh, you know, I went in at nine o'clock, and I I hit legs. There you go. So you know, I still I was throwing up at my normal time, and luckily I had the day off, so I went. And, you know, I got some sleep, I got some medicine, took care of business, and then went in and took care of my normal workout and still made progress. And still made it here to talk to us. And still made it here, and I still have to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Man, so, we, uh, we greatly appreciate so, it. We won't keep you here too long. Yeah, no, no, you're all right. But, yeah, so, you know, I can just give you that. That was my personal experience from this morning. So, yeah, I went from throwing up at 3.30 this morning to, you know, going to sleep and taking care of what I need to take care of and still got my workout in and still still right. made progress over last week. Life's so. going to get in the way. You got to be able to just truck it or stiff arm that yeah. thing out of the way and yeah. get done what you got to get done. Yes. Yeah, so you can't, you can't bank on everything always being perfect. You're just going to be disappointed. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. sound advice. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's 110% true. So now as much as dedication and everything plays in, I definitely think it's very important. You also have to think about the science and the numbers behind it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, if I go in, you know, my biggest problem personally is I want to lift heavy, and I don't think about how many reps I'm going to get. I just go until I can't. Mm -hmm. So there's not really much structure there. As far as right. structuring out your workout, what's your best advice as far as okay. you know, it, knowing it, what you're going to hit, yeah. how many you're going to hit, and what you can expect out of your body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just like you were saying, you know, different different rep ranges and such are, are for different purposes. You know, say lower rep range, anything from like one to three or one to four, Maybe even one to five. Uh, I don't even know if powerlifters do five. They might, they might consider that cardio. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that would be like, you know, powerlifting. That would be strength building. Like, if you look at the body of a powerlifter, a powerlifter does not look like a bodybuilder because they're not training the same, they're not eating the same, um, so on and so forth. And, and the powerlifter is going to be really, really strong, you know, really strong. But they're not going to have the, the build of a bodybuilder because they're doing different things. So, um, you know, so it, it all depends on what you're looking for with your physique or with your athletic performance or, you know, whatever your purpose is in fitness. Um, you know, there's different rep ranges and different sets and there's a million different ways that you can do it. Um, but what it boils down to is at the end of the day is how much effort are you putting into that? So like, let's say I've been training in, um, you know, sets of six to eight reps. Okay. So, so my general thought is, is that I need to find a weight that I'm failing 
can't do any more in that six to eight rep range. Okay. okay? And I'm going to do all my top end sets or my working sets with the same weight. And, and my goal is to, let's say if I was doing three sets, my goal would be to do all three sets of eight with my heaviest weight. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen. When I start, I might get my first set with eight. I might get seven the second, and I might get six the third. But over the next four to six weeks, say, for example, um, I would I would shoot to have all three of those sets at eight reps. So that way I would know my strength and endurance has improved. You can see it. You can feel it. Right. So, so once I've reached the point to where all of my top ender working sets have, have hit the maximum number of reps that I'm looking for to train in, then I will move up in weight and start again at six reps and work that same weight until I'm able to get those for three sets of eight. And keep so, progressing. Yeah, so that, so that way, you know, it's a gradual jump, and then it, it lets you know on a week in, week out, you're working with a, a similar weight every week that, you're, that you know you have in mind, you know, basically, all right, I know that this last week I got this many reps, so on and so forth. And then you just keep pushing to try to beat that every, yeah. every week. You know, some weeks you might be able to, some weeks you might not. You, you might not. I mean, that's just how it goes. Um, but you always want to try to do that. You always want to try to push for that progress. And does the number of reps say if you're training for a show, uh, the way I understand, and, and I'm probably totally wrong on this, this is why I'm asking, um, you'll go with a lower reps, heavier weight through the bulkier part of your workout. Right, but right, then whenever yeah. you're cutting, Will you go higher reps, lower weight? Yeah, if you want, if you want to bring out some more detail, yeah, then then the higher reps definitely will bring more detail to the muscle. It's not going to, you know, per se, build the size or the density of you know a, a heavier weight or lower rep scheme. By the uh, change, you should have already had. Yes, of that bulk that's, yes, in there, like right? we were talking about earlier. Had you started your off season early enough, you should have dense enough muscle that you should be able to switch that rep range and, and bring out the detail without sacrificing that density too much. Um, you know, like I said, you're always going to be flat because you don't have any glycogen in your muscles while you're dieting. Right. But, um, but, but that doesn't mean you have to sacrifice all that muscle that you built. So, um, but yeah, that, that's definitely, that, that falls into where I was saying, um, you know, depending on what you're trying to do, there's different rep ranges for all that, but there always has to be the effort and there always has to be, um, you know, kind of the push for failure in that rep range. It can't just be like, all right, cool. I just grabbed this weight and I did it 20 times. Well, I probably could have did 25, but I only had to do 20. Uh, you know, you start getting into that mentality where you're just hitting a number with a weight that's satisfactory to you, uh, as opposed to what you are really capable of doing. Then that's a it's a different story. It's like uh, when I started training with my client again, my old client. Uh, he come in and we trained that first week, just like two weeks ago. And at the end of the week, he's like, "Man, he's like, I'm lifting way more weight with you than I than I ever was by myself." He's like, "How is that?" I said. You weren't challenging yourself, man. Yep. I said, you you walked up to this squat machine, and, you know, you had five or six plates on each side, and you thought in your brain, hey, that's heavy. Well, I mean, it is heavy, you know, relatively, but is it heavy for you? You Very know what I mean? So, so that's the thing. And now, so he went from, like, six plates each side on this squat machine. Now we're doing the whole thing full. We've got nine plates on each side. I got 12 reps out of them last week. You boys are getting out You know, it. so – um, so yeah, he's looking, he's like, man, how am I doing all this? I'm like, dude, you've had it in you the whole time. You just like, you have to, you have to understand you can do a lot more than you, than you give yourself credit for. Right. So, and I think when you work out with a partner or you work out in a group that you can, you can pull that much more out of yourself because yes. you're surrounded, you know, and you have yes. those folks there holding you accountable. 
but you also have the attention to detail that you can have with a, with a spotting partner. There's a lot of folks right. that say if you're really training seriously, you need to be going in with a training partner most nights because on yeah. your fail reps on a certain right. certain exercises, yeah. you can't really go to failure on yeah. some of them because it can get dangerous. Yes, yeah, on some of them, uh, if you're training by yourself, you kind of have to pick your poison as far as as far as going to failure. Um, you know, you're probably not going to be trying to go to failure on many barbell movements. Um, you know, because you just get you'll get hurt. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You're not just going to sit there and be like, all right, cool. I'm going to go for, you know, sets of four to six on flat barbell press, you know, with no spotter and, you know, work till failure. And it's like, cool, you you better get a couple guys to pull that thing off your chest. Yeah. We say you want to get out of your comfort zone, but not to the point to where yeah, you're, you're not wanting stupid. to lift heavy. You know, you, you yeah, get a little bit of a comfort in knowing that you have somebody there to help you yeah. if you can't get that thing off. Yeah. And, and that's what you have to understand is that heavy it goes by how much, how many reps you can lift that weight for. That's how you determine how heavy that weight is for a person. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not just like, oh yeah, well that's two twenty five or blah 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 blah. You know, well, I mean two twenty five might be heavy for Joe Blow, but it might not be heavy for the other guy. Right. So you know, if you guys are both you know training six to eight reps and it's heavy, it's good for one guy, but it's not good for the other. That guy's not making any progress. For sure. So that makes great sense. You're listening to Flex Ed in the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. Henson Oakley Family Dentistry on West Jackson Street in Cookville now offers Zoom teeth whitening. Now let's get back to some healthy conversation. Dave, do you have any like important unwritten rules in the gym that you try to you try to uphold when you're in there? Oh man, rack your weight. Rack your weight. Rack your weight. Don't be lazy. Come don't, on, come don't be on, the stinky people. guy either, I'm right? I'm like, dude, I, oh, God, I had to talk to the stinky guy when I was the manager at the gym, man. I'll tell you what. Josh, how did that, that conversation go? Well, uh, not very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Josh was one of the stinky guys. Um, something I heard recently as well is that we don't necessarily know that we stink sometimes. Right, because yeah, yeah. Our nose more senses a change in smell yeah. more so than the smell. Right, yeah, I've been guilty of that. You know, I've stunk and not known it. That's just, you know. Yeah. I would want to be told. Yes, yes, please, yes. <laughs> yeah, you please know, give me that feedback. Yeah, it's, it's like if you're walking around with a booger in your nose all day and nobody tells you and then you go to the bathroom and you're like, man, why the hell don't nobody tell me I had this booger in my nose all day? Right. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be walking around with a booger in my nose, nor do I want to stink, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody please give give those folks a heads up on that stuff. So we did the workout the other day just to backtrack a little bit. Again, we hit back, buys, abs. Mm-hmm. Uh, any takeaways from the workout? I know one of the things uh, that, that cracked me up and something I need to watch now. I know when I'm starting to fail, uh, I guess I tuck my chin into yes. my chest yes. and start making really ugly faces. Yes, you, you, you put yourself in a sleeper hold essentially. Uh, is what you're doing because you tip your chin down and then it blocks off your windpipe and then it's hard to breathe. You know, that's why I kept telling you, keep your chin up so, you know, it opens up your airway. Don't then pass out. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You don't look cool if you're blue lifting weights. <laughs> so I felt good. I thought we made it through it all right. I had to yes. do lighter weights than Josh. Josh is a bigger boy than me. Yeah. And sometimes I had to go down. Uh, and this is, a, I guess, an important lesson for anybody going to the gym, especially first getting started as far as lifting heavy or anything like that, is if you can't get the proper form, just wait down and yes. move on up once you get that right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Go, you know, kind of, kind of check your ego at the door type of thing. You know, other, other than that, otherwise you're going to get hurt. You know, mm-hmm. I've been injured myself and you know, it's not fun. I'm, I'm actually, I'm dealing with a shoulder injury that I've been dealing with for years. Um, you know, I trained around it. It's not the smartest thing to do. No, but I'm too stubborn to go get it checked out and take time off. 
Um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but you know, just for, for our listeners, I mean, I would recommend probably going to get it checked out, which I will eventually, I just switched jobs. So I'm, uh, I'm in between benefits right now. So, understandable. Uh, so, right. So, so once, you know, once I get the benefits rolling again, um, then I can go get this thing x-rayed and go, you know, get an idea of what's going on. So good. Yeah. You need to get that thing fixed. Yeah, definitely, man. It's, it cramps my style quite a bit. It's, uh, it's pretty bad. Um, like I haven't. I've been on all machines for my chest movements. I haven't. Yeah, you said you can't do overhead yes, uh, raises. I haven't, I haven't done an overhead press in months. Probably I don't know six or seven months. Oh man! Oddly enough, that's one of so, my favorites. I don't know why. Um, yeah, it's it, it's hard. I mean, I'm still able to make progress on my chest and my shoulders um, because I figured out what exercises I can do to push intensity without messing it up too bad. Um, it does hurt some days, but um, do you know what it is? Yeah, I believe it's AC separation in my mm. right shoulder. So it's uh, basically um, your, I believe it's your, your collarbone is, is connected to your shoulder blade, your scapula or something over here. And, mm. uh, and it's just not connected. So what happens is when my shoulder tries to take the tension, um, sometimes it's not able to, and my collarbone takes the tension right here, mm. right here under my neck. Sounds painful. Yeah, right. so uh, it, it does hurt. Um, it definitely hurts. And, it, and when I do something wrong, boy, it lets me know. So, I could imagine. Yeah. yeah, it definitely does. And then, but the the worst part is, is like I I can't do um say barbell barbell movements um for my chest, okay? Because oh, what happens is where my right shoulder is separated, my left pec overcompensates, so I risk tearing my left pec. Yeah, and you don't doing you don't yes. Want to do that. So so I don't do any barbell movements for my chest anymore, um because I don't want to tear my left pec. You try to be as careful as you can. You try to be as good with your form as you can. But bottom line, all the way from novice lifter to professional, everybody has had injuries. If you are pushing your limits truly and honestly, you are going to get injured a little bit. I mean, right. it's not if, but when. Yes, if, but right, exactly. You know, I've had the shoulder injury. Um, I've torn my hamstring. I've torn part of my hamstring. Um, you know, I've I've had I've had my fair shares. I broke my ankle this last year. That's been the toughest one mm. to come back from, um, because it's like you know you're break, breaking a weight bearing joint. Yeah, how did you do that? So, oh god. Okay, so <laughs> if you don't mind, <laughs> this is I, I mean it's it's really really stupid. It is it is extremely stupid. It's kind of embarrassing, but I feel like we need to hear it. Now. It, it's funny though. It's funny though. You know, looking back in hindsight. Um, okay, so all this all this macho weightlifting stuff I've done for all these years and all the weight <laughs> I've ever lifted. Um, I break my ankle playing frisbee golf in the park. Whoa! Yeah, so uh, I didn't I, think that sport was that dude, extreme. No, I wasn't even throwing the frisbee. I was just walking. <laughs> so yeah, I was just walking. It was just me and my dog, and uh, I was on hole number three, and I threw it, and I hit a tree, and my disc went about thirty feet from the tee box. So I said, "All right, cool. I'm gonna grab my disc. And I'm gonna throw it again." So I did. I made it over. I grabbed my disc. I made it 29 and a half feet back, and I mm. took a step, and my foot went completely sideways, and it sounded like I popped a balloon. Oh, it's painful. Yeah. So um, so I was sat there with my dog, and I was like, Quick shout right. out to Dave's dog. What's your dog's name? Uh, Rambo. Quick shout out to Rambo. Rambo the Shih Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, he's a beast, man. He's 20 pounds. Did he carry you out of there? No, I wish he could have. Oh. Man, I'll tell you what. So, so um. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, well, cool. It doesn't hurt too bad. I packed up my disc. I'm like, all right, I better get out of here before it does start to hurt bad. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. So I stood up, and I took a few steps, and then all of a sudden the world started closing in on me like I was going to pass out, and I was like, oh, boy. 
So I started sweating, and I just, you know, I sat back down. I was like, all right, cool, we need to wait a couple minutes. Because, like, I've only ever felt like that one other time in my life, and that's when I chopped the end of my finger off. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, that's, I was working at the gym, and I chopped the end of my finger off fixing a uh, cross trainer, and then it had to be sewn back on. So, but I had that same type of feeling in my ankle, so I knew that I'd messed something up pretty bad. Yikes. So I was like, all right, cool. Um so I just sat there, and I'm at, I'm at hole three, which if you're familiar with Cane Creek Park, it's like where all the roads meet. Yep. So all the roads are right there. So I'm just laying in the grass, and uh, I'm like, all right, cool. So I get up, and I'm walking again, and same thing. I'm just like, oh, boy. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to wait a little bit longer, and and then I'm either that or I'm going to have to call somebody to come get my ass. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can't walk, dude. And I'd so, imagine that's got to be a lot of pain. Oh, it hurt. Yeah, it hurt bad. Ugh. So I was like, all right, cool. So I got, I just said, to hell with it, dude. I, I said, all right, Rambo, we're going, dude. And I just, I grabbed my dog and, uh, you know, walked him on the leash. And I just put, I just put my head up and I breathed as much as I could. And I walked all the way down to my car on a broken ankle. Um, I got in my car and then I drove. Was it to, the right or the left? It's my right one. Uh, so you had to use the left yeah. foot on the pedal. No, no, I drove with my right foot. <laughs> Every time I pushed the gas, I thought I was going to pass out. I started sweating bullets, dude. But, but luckily, here's the, I don't I don't live that far from the park. I'm like maybe a half mile from the park. I'm right off Jackson. Um, you That's know, good no big deal. So, but so I made it home, and then I had I had a friend of mine take me to um, you know satellite med to get X-ray and stuff. And it turns out I fractured my talus bone, um, and then you know probably did some damage to the ligaments and stuff. And even you know even right now, as you can see, I still have a. Yeah. Ankle brace on right now. Ah, that's so, got to be a long recovery. It's got to be tough when you stay sad. Yeah, I mean, I'm going at almost a year. It was in April of last year, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's still. I'm I'm now getting back to doing some of the stuff that I used to do uh, in the gym and even just activity wise. Um, almost a year later. Yeah, you seem to so, be getting around good. I'm glad to hear that. Are yeah. You, are I you uh, do you do any cardio or anything right now? Or yeah, are you slowly working that in. I do on Fridays. Um, since I switched jobs, I can train five days a week again. So Beautiful. on Fridays, I do um, cardio and then abs and calves. So I'll come in at first thing, and uh, I'll run for 15 minutes. So basically, when I run, I just I run. Yeah. I mean, I run. Like, my goal is to, uh, like, I'll get on the, the pre-core machine down at the front of the gym, and my goal is to keep my calories burnt above my time. Okay. The whole time. I like that. Okay, so if you haven't done that, go ahead and try that. So what it equates to is, like, if you run, like, 15 minutes, you're burning, I, I think I can burn, like, 170 calories in 15 minutes. Stout. I mean, I am hauling. So I just, I put on the fastest music I can listen to, and I just run my ass off <laughs> for 15 minutes. And then I go do my abs, I do my calves, and then I'll walk for 15 minutes to cool down, and then I'm done. Yeah. So, um, but as we get closer to summer, I'll start phasing in more cardio. Um, for me... I have to be careful doing too much cardio, which you'd be in the same boat. Um, I only need to really do probably maybe 10, 15 minutes a day. Right, if you're trying to uh, put weight on. No, if I'm trying to take weight off. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can, I can lose body fat really fast. Um, even, even at 35 years old, my metabolism's still good because I've kept active. Um, you know, if I start eating all these clean foods and stuff, dude, my metabolism just rolls. So I, I, I have to be very careful not to do too much cardio. Got to mix in a little bad stuff. And yes, I, yes, I, yes, I, I can diet. And, I mean, I remember doing my last competition, and my weight was below where I wanted. And I'm sitting here like 10 days out, and I ate a whole pizza. 
Oh, there you go. You know, I mean, not many, not many competitors are going to pull the trigger on eating a whole pizza ten days out from a show. No, so. I can imagine. And um, you're going through a lot of uh, real strict dieting. I know at oh, one absolutely. point I think Josh had, had mentioned uh, not working out with Dave this week. He's in prep for training, and yeah. he gets real angry when he's not eating sugar. Oh man, I get it. yes. I mean, but everybody does. I, yeah, everybody who competes is going to get. They're going to be pissed off. I mean, that's <laughs> there's no way around it, dude. You're sitting there. You're you're basically you're training. It's it's like it's it's it doesn't make sense what you're doing, okay? Because you're sitting there pushing more intensity with less food. You know what I mean? You're running that car at 110 miles you're pushing an hour your with body less to gas the, to the brink of death. Yes, to, to look so yes. good on that stage. Yes, yes, and that and that's a yeah. I mean, you look great. You look great on stage, but I mean, dude, you'd feel like dog. What kind of great foods are going through your head though when you're standing Everything. on that stage? Anything. I'll tell you what goes through. I'll Can tell you me. what goes through your head on stage is give me a drink of water, oh. okay? Because that that you can. Wait, 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 so you have to are oh, you pretty man. much dehydrate. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this is, yes. You have to have to learn how to get rid of the the water that's in between your muscles and your skin. Is that diuretic? Uh, I mean, so, some people, yes. If you're in really good shape, your body's not going to hold a lot of water anyways. If you have a low, really low body fat level. Uh, some people do, you know, have to use the diuretics or other things. Um, you know, I've had, I've used some herbal diuretics from, you know, some of the nutrition shops in town, and that was fine for me. Yeah. I didn't need to be, you know, like looking like a California raisin or anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, some some people do, um, some people don't. Uh, it just it just depends on on how they do things. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the hardest thing. I remember I remember one show. I want to say, yeah, I want to say I had thirty two ounces of water last me about. About three days, almost. Man, yeah, it was hard. It's 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 hard, dude. You'll break mentally. I kid you not. Like, not uh, I, I mean, I've had I had clients that I've trained to. They just that you just say hi to them and they just mentally just break and start crying and stuff. That's when you it's, start it's cutting some of that crazy. stuff out, like sugar, especially because. Yeah. Let's be honest. Most all of us are badly addicted to sugar. It's in oh, so it's, many it's different everywhere. things. That, yeah, it's just like we were talking about salt, too. It's the same, you know, it's, it's salt and sugar everywhere. Yeah, good luck cutting those They're out unless you everywhere. know exactly yeah, where all your food's coming from. Yes, unless you're eating 100% whole foods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you're just shopping that outside rim of the grocery store and, you know, getting nothing but meats and vegetables and preparing them yourselves. I mean, you know, there's the salt and the sugar is going to be everywhere. And we live in a backward so. society to where all the really crappy but, you know, kind of delicious foods. Yeah are much cheaper than eating healthy, you know, yeah. farm-grown well, products. To, to an extent, to an extent. Um, now, I, I remember when I was working, you know, I was working at my last job. Um, I had somebody say that same thing to me. They're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, a cheeseburger's a dollar and a salad's $5. Well, my answer to that is, is look, I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I can eat five $1 cheeseburgers. Yeah. You feel me? In one sitting. Right. So five $1 cheeseburgers now puts you in the same price range as that salad. That's very true. Okay. It's going to fill and, you up a little and, bit different. Yeah, dude. You, that salad might be, you know, if it's a big salad, it might be, you know, six, 700 calories. Okay, cool. You eat five McDoubles, those things are 400 and something calories a piece. I'm getting you, diabetes you, just thinking about it. You have just eaten your entire daily allotment of calories in one meal. For $5. You know what I mean? So so that's the thing. It's it's like, it's not that it's more expensive. It's that people don't think that, hey, they're eating multiple of the cheaper item. It's about how you go about it. Right, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. You know, hey, if I eat five McChickens, I, you know, I could have got a salad for $5. That makes good sense. I saw a quote from Arnold Schwarzenegger not long ago, and it was talking about 
how hard it is to stick to a diet plan when you're yeah. training for a certain goal. It is. And I think his quote was something along the lines of, what are you hungry for? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and the way you look at that, you know, are you hungry for the progress that you're looking to make on those yep. goals? Yep. Or are you really that hungry for yeah. an eclair bar, yeah. uh, a Klondike bar, or yeah. something like that? Are you, yeah. Are you hungry for that temporary satisfaction of, of that food craving? Or are you hungry for success? You know, that's kind of what it boils down to. You know, are you, are, do you want to achieve your goals or do you want to be a bull? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think a lot of it goes into thinking about how you're going to feel after you eat that. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're going to be How am I going to feel after eating five burgers versus how am I going to feel after yes. eating one salad? Yes, thank you. You know, you're going to have much more energy from the salad. Thank you. Versus. I, I eat five McChickens. I'm taking a nap, son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know about y'all, but when I eat a salad, like, I feel bloated. Like, just the, the lettuce just has a different effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, you know, all that, all that fiber will keep you full too, you know? Yeah. So it, it's not, it's not bad. That's, that's kind of the, that's kind of a secret with dieting too, is green vegetables. Like you can eat un- unlimited green vegetables and all that will fill you up, you know, without actually adding a bunch of calories to your meal. So uh, that's kind of a, that's kind of a trick as far as dieting and, and, um, you know, competition and stuff like that. Everybody's dieting is eating a lot of green vegetables to help fill the void and keep them full in between meals. You yeah. Know? So. So, Dave, have you ever done any of like uh, like the popular fad diets? What's the craziest diet you've ever tried? Oh, uh, the fad! I, I hate fad diets. I really they're they're just all it is is a bunch of crap that people put together um, as like some kind of miracle. This or there's no miracle. For sure, I, there, there's not. It's just you're setting yourself up for failure. But um, the most hardcore diet, I guess, I'd probably it was, and it's only been I only have to do it for a week if I'm getting ready for a show would be keto. Okay, uh, you know, be ketosis. You know, basically remove all your carbs, eat eat the proteins and fats. Um, you know, but the thing is, is you have to get your body into ketosis first. Like you have to spend probably three or four days, depending on the individual and depending on what you're eating, so on and so forth, to get your body into the you know, the ketogenic state. Right. So like fasting, so, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting since that's such a popular thing now? That, I, I mean, I, I've, it, it's all, it all depends on if, if it's good for the individual, you know, right. if, if they feel like it's beneficial for them and they're staying consistent with it and they're happy with the progress, that's cool for me. Not eating for 12 hours is death. Right. Uh, you know 16 hours on some of those plans. Yeah, no, forget all that. Uh, you know, I understand, you know, what it's doing, you know, kind of, you know, cleansing your body, this and that. And, and you really you're giving yourself a very limited opportunity to overeat because you're only eating your days worth of calories in a limited window. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it would be like, all right, well, I definitely can't eat as much in eight hours as I could eat in 12 hours. So what I'm going to do is I'm just not going to eat these four hours. and I'm going to try to get everything in in these eight hours. So. Yeah. That's kind of where it, what it boils down to with fasting. For me, I would look like a skeleton if I did fasting. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's for sure. You too. I'm probably in the same yeah, boat. You, I love you and I. Yeah, you and I are, are very similar body types. So, um, you know, it might not look like it now, but like I said, I've had a lot more practice. At lifting, yeah, yeah, you but, look a lot heavier yeah. than I do. But uh, you know, but yeah, other than that, you and I are very similar body types. You know, I'm I'm very fast metabolism. Uh, you know, skinny kid when I graduated high school at five eleven. 135, 140 pounds. Ooh, so, there you go. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I walk around about 200 now. See, I was the opposite, so, though. I came out of high school like 225. Whoa. Yeah, not a lot of muscle, though. I was a little chunky whoa. guy. Dude, I used to drink Cokes like they were going out of style. Yeah. That was my biggest problem. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, those things are, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, those things are terrible, man. They're, yep. uh, yeah, it's just. I mean, I'd go to bed with one uh, sitting on the bedside table, you know, yeah. I didn't think twice about it. It's just kind of how we were raised, you know, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. a lot of our family has got smarter to that. As we've got older, but 
Man, Cokes are real bad for you. Yeah, man, you got to figure um, they're probably like 180 to 200 calories a can. You know what I mean? You drink five of those, that's 1,000 calories. You know, your daily allotment of calories for a normal person is 2,000. So do the math. You drink five Cokes, there goes half your calories for the day. You know, so if you still eat your 2,000 calories and you drink five Cokes, you're over for 1,000 calories in that day, which means you're going to get fat. Yeah, good luck working that out. So, and that's why, that's what people, that's the stuff people don't realize is little things like that that are pushing them into that calorie surplus when they're sitting, you know, if they have a a job where they're complacent, where they're at, at a desk all day or, you know, stuff like that. Like, you really have to watch your calorie intake if you're not burning calories. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, like. Uh, you know, for me, I hate, I, I hate using myself as an example, but today, you know, it was leg day, cool, big calorie burning day. Um, I went out and I played disc golf. I walked around, basically did cardio for about two hours. Uh, so, you know, before I came here, I ate whole pizza. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, you know, for, for my goal, which is to put on weight right now, that, that two hours of cardio is kind of counterproductive. You know, like we were talking yesterday about you trying to run a million miles in a year <laughs> and then trying to gain 10 pounds. And I'm like, Ryan, I mean, you got to do one or the other, man. You yeah. can't do both. So unless you're going to get on that Michael Phelps diet where you're eating like 10,000 calories a day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but that, that's the thing is you just have to balance those calories in versus calories out. And you have to be conscious about that. You got, you got to be like, Hey, what have I done today? Um, you know, if I haven't done anything, then I don't need to eat a, an abundance of food. Makes sense. You know, like you have you have to be conscious of that. Like that's why our our country has such a weight problem. You know what I mean? Like it's it's real easy to just go go through the drive through, be real convenient, grab a grab a combo meal, and, and not even think, hey, that combo meal is fifteen hundred calories. Yeah, and that's a low. Fifteen hundred calories, and that's just your lunch. You know and what I mean? And for a lot of people, they're not even getting the physical activity on a day to day. Exactly, basis, a big problem. Yes, like yes. Just, just find a couple hours every week to yes. get started. Yes, and the thing is too, and that's the number one thing people say too. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But the, how many people who don't have time to work out sit there and binge on Netflix series and sit there and do this or do that? I work out for an hour a day. That's an not hour. Bad. An hour, dude, and I stay in shape, like because I push the intensity. Like you, it, it's an hour. Everybody has an hour, okay? Like, like for me, I get up at three o'clock in the morning. I go work out at four a.m. because that's what I have to do. Working out is important for me. You know what I mean? I feel like it makes me better. It makes me bring more to the table in my regular life. Yeah, so, you always feel better about it afterwards. In order for me to get accomplished what I need to get accomplished in the fitness in my fitness life. I have to adjust my schedule to where I do that before I do everything. So no matter what, my fitness is interrupted because I put it at a spot in my day where nothing's going on at four in the morning. You You know what I mean? I put it at a spot in the day where, hey, this is going to get done. No excuses five days a week. And I'm still able to get everything else done. And then when I get off work, I can go home and hang out with my dog. Well, not only that, but you probably get free rain in the gym at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, man. There's, yeah, there's only like maybe, you know, six or eight people in there. And I knew them all from when I worked there. Is there a more glorious thing than walking into the gym and being the only person in there? Well, I mean, how did it feel yesterday? It felt great. (laughs) Eight o'clock though on a Sunday morning, especially with football later in the day. I guess I just expected it to be. No, it's too early, dude. It's Sunday, man. Which shows how often I go to that gym on a Sunday morning. I'm telling you, man. You know, Josh knew he used to work there on Sundays. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, he came in at eleven thirty-ish <laughs> consistently. <laughs> Josh stays on Josh time. Yes, it's a running joke in our family. So, Josh, it would be great, but the gym opens at eleven. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for showing up, though, bud. That's great. Now, going back to the diet, I'll, I think another 
dangerous think way of thinking would be like people that go to the gym and they think, oh, I've worked out for an hour. I can yes. eat whatever I want. Yes, no. I earned this. I earned going to Hell the buffet no. at night and Hell eating no. three plates. And no, no. It's all going to balance oh, out fine because I worked out for an hour. Well, yeah. now, maybe that's a way of like introducing yourself to it, right? Like oh, if you're just terrible. starting. Maybe you're like, you know what? If I'm going to be eating that crap anyways, let me go earn it. And then maybe you can wean yourself yeah. off. But that's really not the mentality. Well, I, I mean, yeah, yes. That's not the mentality to have. That's not the mentality to have, definitely. And you don't know how many calories you burn. Okay, so let's put that up. Let's let's. Put that, you know, right down. I don't care if you have a Fitbit. I don't care if you have a pedometer or whatever. Like, I can take my pedometer and shake my hand for 10 minutes, and I've just ran, like, three miles. You oh, yeah. know what I mean? It's it's. But it's what if they have the, the Apple iWatch? That doesn't lie, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. the Fitbit? And, and everything on the Internet's true, too. Yeah. So It's not? Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. My. Oh, you're, you're in for a rude awakening, oh. Brian. <laughs> so, so you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you don't know how many calories you're burning. Like you don't. Like I can get on the machine and it can give me a rough, rough estimate. But you know, it's, it's not a hundred percent accurate. Not all the time. You know. So to and and the thing is, like at least if you were on a machine or if you did have a calorie counter, you have a rough idea. Yes, I get that. Cool. But like, let's say you don't have a calorie counter and you're just like, all right, cool. I'm gonna go do Zumba for an hour. Well, you go do Zumba for an hour. Well, you go. You're doing Zumba like Zumba around town is is cool and stuff. You know, it's 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 a cool, it's a good group activity. I like it and stuff. Josh, we may have to try it, that. But it's not like, we'll try. but it's not like the Zumba you see, like the crazy Zumba you see on TV. You feel me? Where they're like, yes, you're burning a thousand calories an hour. You know, so on and so forth. I'm like, dude, I taught a boot camp class that was pretty intense, and and I would highly doubt that we burn a thousand calories in an hour. But I mean, we burn a lot. So um, I'm like, I'm like. So you'd have these people, you know, come in. They're like, "Yeah, cool. I just did Zumba. I just burned a thousand calories." And they're like, "I'm going to IHOP." And it's like, "Man, we can run can for an hour and still not even get. We yeah. may not even burn no. a thousand calories." And no. talk about running for an hour, you're probably hitting at least right. ten plus miles. That's what I'm saying. You run, yeah, like you run for an hour. I mean, like I said, I run. I can run for twenty minutes on that machine and burn like two hundred calories. So uh, to get to a thousand calories, I'm going to have to run that five more times. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, that, and I mean, I'm hauling ass for those 20 minutes to burn 200 calories. If I got to do that another five times, I'm going to run out of gas, and it's going to take me twice as long. Man. So it's just, you know, you're you're not burning as much as you think, people. So Now, on the flip side of that, yeah, you have the people that go from eating whatever they want, whenever they want, yeah. to like, okay, I'm going to start keto today. No. I'm going super strict. No. I'm only eating no. carrots for a week, you no. know. And they go on these crazy diets. Nope. How many of those oh, end up good. relapsing? Oh, they're all. They're, you're all gonna fail. Okay, so go back to earlier in the podcast when I said, "Remember, people, you are not as hardcore as you think." Okay, so you cannot go from eating whatever the hell you want to not eating. Shit. Like you can't do it. You're you're gonna set yourself up for failure long term. Everything you need to do in fitness needs to be based on a long term basis. This is not something you do. This is the way you live. It's a lifestyle. It, it is. It's a lifestyle. This is how. This is the way you do things. This is the way that your life is going to be structured to be better than the life that you had. Okay, and you're going to have to sacrifice some stuff. You're going to have to learn to be prepared. That is the. That is one of the toughest things: is to be prepared and to outsmart your own laziness. Okay, <laughs> yep. you know. You feel me? It's you feel me? Diet. Like, like. I mean, how hard would it be to be like, all right, cool. Um, well, I didn't do meal prep today, so I'm just going to stop at the drive-thru on my way to work, my way home from work. 
Everybody's done it. I've done it. I've yep. been like, well, I don't have chicken, so I'm going to go to the barbecue place and just get some smoked chicken. I mean, it's still smoked chicken, but, I mean, I should have prepped my meals instead of being lazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's that's just how it is. Like, you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to be prepared. And you're going to have to moderate. Like, you have to take baby steps. Yeah. And you have to – it's like it's like starting a video game. Like, like you start on Mario Brothers. You're starting on level 1-1, one, one, okay? You have to get all the way to level 8 four or something like that before you get bowser to beat the game right okay i don't know if any of you guys have ever played mario brothers but i did i still own mario brothers i still own a regular nintendo and i love trying to beat it in like 15 minutes with all the warp tunnels and stuff but what you find is you do the warp tunnels and you're not ready for the worlds that it warps you to yet so that's (laughs) what happens with people in fitness they go and they're like they're like all right cool i've been training for a month i'm ready i'm ready for mr olympia no you're not no, you're not. Not quite. No, I mean, hey, I, I understand you got in, you made some good progress and stuff, but, you know, you probably need to go to World 1-2 before you jump in the warp tunnel for World 4. Right. Just saying. Absolutely. So, and I think a lot of it's keeping that motivation as well. Because if you get in there, a lot of people think, I'm going to work out for a month, I'm going to be ripped. Yes. So that, when that month comes and they're not ripped, yes. and they start thinking, well, they're what pissed. am I doing? You know? They're pissed. Yeah. They're like, man, they're like, man, how come I don't look like Hugh Jackman? Exactly. I've been here a month. Yeah. I should be on a magazine cover by yeah, now. Yeah, but how long did you neglect yourself to the point to where you needed to go to the gym? Yep. That's that's the thing people don't realize. If you've been, you know, if you've been yourself and you've been lazy for five years, you're not going to get jacked in a month. You're no. just, not, it's not going to happen. It's, it's not. You're setting yourself up for failure. You have to be realistic with yourself. You have to. You have to. You have to. People can't do that nowadays. Yeah. I don't understand this. I, 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 me personally, I love progress. I, I love personal improvement, whatever. Like I'll listen to audiobooks to help improve my mentality, so on and so forth. I, I recommend that for other people. Like, like you have to realize, hey, you have issues. Everybody does. Do. Everybody does. Okay, come to terms with them and Denying take care of them. Creates more issues. Yes, it, you cannot sit there and hide behind this mask of bull. You put onto everybody else. Be like, I'm fine. I'm fine, and be this big wad of. Shit behind all that you, right. can't, you can't do that that's not that's not healthy it's not healthy mentally or physically so you have to take a step back and be like hey all right i have this these issues and i need to take care of them 100 so. percent. and then when you go into the gym too you got to understand it's not going to be comfortable and it's it's going to no, suck yeah. at first i mean it really is yeah. especially if you've not yeah. been in a long time i've had guys come train with me yeah the biggest thing that i've seen is that they'll stop coming after about two to three weeks because they feel like they've been hit by a freight truck and yep. they're just not used to it. And they think yep. something's wrong. My body, I'm just too oh, old for this. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I had that happen when I started training with my client. I can show you text messages. He didn't show up that first week. He didn't show up on Friday because he was too sore. Something's wrong. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, I tried to get out of bed, man. He said, I get until 530. He said, I was too tired. Uh, you know, and, you know, he's been in shape. I trained him for, for years. Um, but, you know, I, I got him outside of his comfort zone. It just let so. you know that much more that you needed it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. So do you have any, when you go to the gym, if you just had to pick one particular muscle group, what's your favorite muscle group to work? Oh, back all day. Back? All right. Josh, what about you? I'd have to say biceps. Biceps? I could do bis all day. I was going to say, Josh used to train biceps probably five days a week, I think, at one point. Oh, it was way, way more than I needed. I was like, Josh, what are you doing? Biceps, abs. See, I like training upper body, too. I feel like the one that I can attack the best, and that's why I probably like it the best, is legs. Yeah, yeah, that's probably my, my legs and my back are my two strongest body parts. So, um, yeah, that's probably another one. Not a lot of people get down with leg training, man. I know that. They just don't. 
Yeah, throw. I never want to do it until I get there. Yeah. Once I get started on the legs, I love it. But yes. thinking about it and dreading it on the way to the gym is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. And I feel yes. good at hitting it, but there's still part of that. Like, I always have to push myself through a leg oh, workout because it, like, I'm always getting those shaky legs, yeah, stanky yes. leggings on the way yes. to, the, to the water fountain. Yes. That was me this morning. Yeah. I actually had somebody at the gym ask me, you, why are you limping? I said, it's leg day. It's self inflicted. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, no, big, no big deal. But yeah, I'm with you. I can throw down on some legs, man. I mean, I've made myself throw up multiple times. Um, you know, there's just not, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but yeah, there's no glory in leg day. Cause I mean, you're sore for the next week and you know, pretty well, everything's tough. Yeah. I mean, it's sitting down to do anything, uh, is, is tough for like the next three or four days. So. Oh man. Yeah. Crawling out of bed after right. a nice heavy leg yes. day or especially day two afterwards yes. when the soreness really sets in. Yes. Abs- yeah. That second day, boy. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it's like a good hurt. I get a little bit of enjoyment yeah. out of it, you know? It's, yeah. like a, it's like a bruise that you just can't stop touching. Yeah, so yeah, it's like when you bite the inside of your cheek. You no, know, oh, I never keep, like that. And you keep biting it the rest of the day, even though you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I've been there. Yeah. So, I don't know, Dave, are you, do you listen to music when you're by yourself in the gym a lot? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I listen. Okay, yeah, this will go back to what I was telling you yesterday, um, is that you got to learn to be aggressive. Yeah. Like, the, the gym is great. The gym's the one place you can you can let your aggression out, okay? And you can see progress from being aggressive. Being aggressive in the normal world, eh, maybe a little bit shot upon. You it know, depends people, on people what you're doing. People think you're crazy. You know <laughs> what I mean? They'd be like, oh, man, don't piss that guy off. You know? So, but you can be aggressive at the gym, and you, you've got to get that. And, and what you'll find out is that's what's going to unlock that mental potential. Yeah. Is, it's getting yourself to that, all right, basically, you know, hey, am I winning or is this weight going to win? You know, you For sure. Show it, show and it when it comes to music, I definitely can a lot of times yeah. get that playlist going and tune in a lot more on what I'm oh, doing man, and yeah. use that to fire what I'm doing. Or even yeah. uh, running especially, I'll run to the mm-hmm. beat of faster-paced music and it yes. just keeps me going. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen to the same stuff like I had in my boot camp class. Okay. You know, I'm basically, I'm like uh, like five-finger death punch and slipknot. Um just all, all kinds of all kinds of stuff. So that's your uh, go-to is the hard rock. The oh metal. yeah, yeah. I gotta have the heavy metal. Yeah, I, I mean, there's certain songs I can turn on. Like when I've got a heavy set. That, so you're like just, rep thirteen, and you're trying to get at least fifteen. You know, you're gonna struggle through those last two. What's the What's the one song you hope is playing? Oh man, War is the Answer by Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, yes, there you go. That's my jam right there, man. If uh, If none of you've ever listened to that, just yeah, you go throw that on and tell me you can't lift some heavy shit to that. That's That's all I gotta say. I don't know if I've heard that one, but I, oh, I can yeah. picture. I know the band, and they're pretty oh, extreme. Oh yeah, that, yeah, and it's on their it's on their second album too. So uh, as you go back in their discography, they get heavier and heavier when they started. So that one's on their second album, which is actually called War Is the Answer. Okay, um, and it's the very out. very last track. You listen to that, and then uh, listen to that guitar solo in there, and it is just mm. sick, huh? Mm. Yes, I'm yes. gonna have to check it out. Josh, do you have a go to uh, favorite song to listen to while you're while you're lifting? Not a particular song. I usually kind of try and mix it up, mm-hmm. um, put it on shuffle, and just yeah, hope for the no best. no particular you know? genre or anything. You just hope for the best and go with it. I usually listen to like some metal, maybe some uh, punk rock, something like that. Hard something rock, kind of angry, you know. Yeah. No Britney Spears or anything punk, like a that. A little, a little. You know, punk rock like Avril Lavigne. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> exactly. there you go. You know, I could get down on that before I could Britney boy. Spears. <laughs> see you later, boy. That's beautiful. <laughs> really get you in the mood. Yes, Beautiful. I mean, I listen to you know Maroon Five. 
Adam Levine really gets me in the zone. Yo, there you go. <laughs> See, <laughs> no, I go with more like I can the, get down uh, with that, man. That stuff's on at the gym. Like, uh, you know, when I, when I have my headphones off and I'm just like, I shake my head. I'm like, man, I, can't, I just can't get down with this stuff. Yeah, a lot but, of times I can't. You know, now, sometimes that, there'll be a weird song that, like, you just, you, you wouldn't always tell people that you like, but you, you, yeah. know, you can get down with it. Like that Lizzo song. I kind of no. hate that song, but it is catchy. I, well, they're all catchy. They play them 10,000 times a day, man, and brainwashing oh, right. you to like oh, yeah. stuff. You're right. They're, like, they're like, I hate this song, but I can't stop singing it because I've heard it 10,000 times today. I feel you there, so, man. Yeah. yeah, I either go to hip-hop or uh, if I'm lifting heavy and I've, I'm trying to push through something, usually I'll go to, like, classic rock, like hard rock, oh, like some, uh, yeah. some Black Sabbath. Oh, there you go. Stuff yeah, like that. There's nothing wrong with some Aussie, man. I've, yeah. I've lifted some weights to some Aussie before, man. And uh, you get into some of those, like, Bark at the Moon. Uh, it's you know, nostalgic and yes, it's still good stuff. Yeah, over the mountain, no more tears. Yes. Uh, man, he's got he's got some jams. I even like a little Billy Idol, some Black Keys oh, every once go. in a while. Um, I actually heard a cover of Rebel Yell by Dope. I think Ooh. heavy metal cover of Billy Idol. I checked it. Awesome. That's one of my favorite ones. We saw awesome. Billy Idol at Bonnaroo a few years ago. Oh, it nice. was one of the best shows of my yeah. life. We were like row three, man. Yeah, I had a little jam. short friend, yeah. and he was standing on a chair. Yeah, and we get almost through the end of the show. And there's this group of girls that come up to us, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, we had to come and hunt you guys down because we thought this guy was seven foot tall. And he's literally the shortest <laughs> guy in our group. He felt like a million bucks that night. It was awesome. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I've never seen uh, Billy Idol. Uh, that would be a, that'd be a good show, though. I was definitely uh, glad to catch him because I know he, he can't have too many more years. No, touring definitely not, that. man. That's like the, uh, the stadium tour that's going around this year. Do you see that? It's like, um, what is it, like Def Leppard? Motley Crue, yeah, I've and saw Poison, and Joan Jett, I think. You going to check that out? Uh, I don't know, possibly. I looked at some tickets, and then I seen Pearl Jam's coming to town as well. Uh, I think I'd like to see Eddie better. That'd be tight, too. Uh, I think that'd be good. He'd be, he'd be a good one to see. I think that'd be a hell of a concert. You'd oh, probably yeah. get to sing the entire set list. Yeah, oh, so, you know, with the rest of the crowd. Yeah, th- those, those kind of concerts are cool. That's how it was like when I seen the Foo Fighters. Um, you see the Foo Fighters, you sing every song. Oh, see, um, I still have to check that off the list. I haven't saw the Foo oh, Fighters. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, you got to go see Dave Grohl live. I'll yeah, have to. Talking jams. about workout music, I can get down yes, to the Foo that Fighters. Guy, man, that guy jams. He just runs back and forth uh, the entire time. I think they played 27 songs, just the Foo Fighters. And then they had an opener, too. So, I mean, I was at that concert for like four hours. You got to love that. And they're playing all the hits and the new songs. Yeah, yeah. And they even covered some songs, too. They covered some Van Halen, some uh, Queen, uh, The yeah. Clash. Um, they, they covered a, bu- a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, they brought this guy out that was like a guitar tech, and then he played Eruption by Van Halen, and then they played You Really Got Me right after that. They covered that song. They covered Ooh, another one, Bites really the Dust. Um, I mean, it was, it, was, it was super cool. Super cool. Good concert. Oh, I can imagine. So, I have to check that out for sure. Yes. You're listening to Flex Ed. In the Henson Oakley Podcast Center, Henson Oakley Family Dentistry on West Jackson Street in Cookville now offers Zoom teeth whitening. Now, back to the conversation. All right, so let's get into some, um, let's see, we'll ask a couple questions here that you can feel free to answer, but you don't have to answer. How about that? Whoa. Have you ever tried steroids? No. What are your feelings on steroids and would you do them if you knew it was safe um okay so so here's i guess this would be my view on on steroids would be if you use them and you have a purpose you feel me like if you're using them and you're going to be competitive or you know you're going to be mr olympia 
or you're going to do something, you know, something like that that requires you to do that in yeah. order in order to be relevant or whatever. That's fine. Because let's be honest, most yeah. you only get to a certain level right. yeah, yeah, without yeah. a little help. Yeah, yeah. If you want, you know, if you want that complete like world class next level physique, then then you know you're going to have to do that. That's what you're going to have to do. But be smart about it. Yeah. Um. You know, if you're going to do it, then you know, try to be you know, take care of your damn self. Don't yeah. don't just sit there and be like, oh yeah, well, I'll just take all this shit and be Joe Blow badass, blah 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 blah. And the next thing you know, you're the guy who's dying of a heart attack at thirty something yeah, years it's old. Yeah, like, it takes a toll you, on your kidneys yeah, and everything you, else. You can't do that. There's side effects to that stuff, and you need to go get your blood work done. And you need to make sure everything internally is going on because you might look great externally. Yeah. You know, externally you might look like you know look like Superman. Sometimes you ever see the guys though that like they're ripped, but their stomach is like expanded because like from what I understand, it grows your organs oh, too. So I I I mean I'd imagine some of that stuff probably does. It just scares me. I mean yeah, I'd imagine some of that stuff does. I'm not too uh, I guess not too versed on a bunch of it. If a doctor were to say, all right, Ryan, I can give you these steroids. This is gonna be 100 percent safe. Yeah. There's not gonna be any side effects. This is the growth you're gonna get and. When you get off of them, no big deal. You're going to keep the strength. I would do it. That's in a, another well, world. I mean, I mean, honestly, nowadays, nowadays with what they have available, you can actually do that. It's yeah. called HRT, oh. you know, hormone replacement therapy. You can go get doctor, you know, doctor monitored testosterone shots. If you're if your testosterone's low, like say if you went in and you got a test and your testosterone levels were low, and you talked to your doctor and they felt that it was beneficial for you to do testosterone therapy, they could give you a controlled dose of testosterone under monitoring, under yeah. supervision, um, you know, with all the preventative stuff that you need to take with it um, in order to do that. There's a lot of people that are doing that. Yeah. You know? The way and I see it, though, it's like health is such a tricky equation yeah. anyways that I don't want to throw so many other factors yeah. in there to complicate it even no, more. No, and the thing is, like, I feel like at a certain age, uh, you know, it, depending on the individual, um, HRT might be might be you know almost beneficial or almost necessary for some people yeah. you know because as you get older your hormones are working against you you know that's that's kind of why the aging process gets sped up as you get older you know because your hormones are not helping you out they're right. they're just not starting so, to backfire yeah exactly you know you just start to start to look and like you know everything starts sagging you start getting carrying more <laughs> body fat than muscle you know what I mean stuff yeah. like that because you know your hormones are working against you as you get older so the the HRT kind of um, would help prevent that, and it would be a way to where you could get, you know, you could get yourself into a healthy testosterone level and a healthy state being monitored, and you know, really minimize any kind of side effects or anything that you would have, um, and have a doctor there to help you. So, you know, that would be a smart decision. It's not going to get you super jacked, you know, like Mr. Olympia. Some people might be able to be super jacked on HRT, but but it's going to get some people's health levels yeah. just where they need to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just I mean, just even for everyday functionality. I mean, if you're sitting there and let's say you were overweight and you know you're having all these hormone issues, depressed. And, yeah, you're depressed and your dick don't get hard and you, you know stuff like that. that. Yeah, dude, you go talk to the doctor and the doctor's like, hey man, you know, hey, I can help you out if we get your testosterone from point A to point B. Uh, you know, you'll be functioning a lot more like you were when you're in your 30s. Um, and then they'd be like, well, hell yeah. Let's do it. So, but now aren't yeah. there natural ways to boost your testosterone yeah, yeah, yeah. as well? Yeah, so so working yeah. out is going to boost it. Yep, yep. Eating the right foods. Yep, yep. You know, avoiding. Yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, there's things. even herbal su- supplements that are precursors to, you know, to what you naturally produce. You know, it's not going to get you uh, to the level of the synthetic stuff, obviously. Um, but, yeah, yeah, definitely you could you could do, um, you know, the herbal herbal testosterone supplements as well. That would that would help you as well. So uh, it's it's all personal preference. It all is a matter of what you're looking for. Um, you know, it it's all, it all depends on 
I guess what what you want, what you're looking for with your fitness. So um, if you feel like you got to go that route to get where you want, then be safe, be smart. Right. Um, if you if you you know you don't really have too much to worry about if you're doing herbal stuff. So you know that's just boosting you up to a little bit. I mean, it's not going to be anything that's going to you know get you to the level say the synthetic stuff would be to say shut down your natural testosterone production. So. Um, you know, it's 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 all personal preference. It's all what they're looking for. So, for me personally, I would just rather you know push the issue and you know try to try to be in it for the long haul. I feel like a lot of the people who take the stuff uh, tend to burn out a lot faster. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that used to compete that even I used to compete with, I've there's been people I haven't even seen in the gym in years. Yeah, and you got to you know ask yourself saying? when you start to take this stuff, like, is the juice really worth a squeeze here? Right. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, like I always say, is it? Are you going to be able to sustain in the long haul? Are you going to be through, through this for the for the whole thing? You know what I mean? And and for most of those, I mean, I, I competed. What my last show was five years ago, six years ago. I mean, a lot of those people I don't even think are training anymore. Yeah, you see that you know what I mean? trend they, too in the they, gym. They burn out. They got in, and you know, they went straight from like we were talking straight from you know eating whatever you want to keto diet. You, you know, you're not as hardcore as you think, and then they got burnt out mentally. And then, you know, then they were dependent on that stuff to get results. Yeah. So. Back know, to the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. If you, yes. Yeah. You were way too much trying to be the hare. Yeah. That, that's, you know, you it, that and the shit can't be cheap. And if you've you know never I mean? heard that story, the tortoise wins. Yeah. The tortoise, the tortoise wins because they were just, he was just being consistent and doing the same Slow thing all the time. and steady wins all the, the race. Yes. So question number two, um, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever seen in a gym or that's happened to you in the gym? Oh God! Um, most embarrassing thing. Oh man, I remember. I remember. I had one of my former workers. He uh, he took his shirt off in the gym and was doing Instagram videos. That was pretty embarrassing. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Is that you, Josh? That was me. Was that you? No, that, that wasn't me. Josh. Uh, no, that wasn't Josh. Well, no, was I've been bad. in that. I've I been mean, in the gym at like say two in the morning, and it's like me yeah. and two other people in the whole place. Oh yeah. And I'm doing sit ups, and it's a weird hour for me to be in there, anyways. Yeah. So I'm doing sit ups, headphones on. And I think I ripped like the loudest. Yeah, fart oh ever yeah, dude. Too. Yeah, that's that happens. That was my next thing. Is man, I I can't even tell you how many times I've farted at the gym. When it's, you get everybody looking at you. Yeah, there ain't nothing you can do, dude. It I is mean, what it is. Yeah. But the plus is everybody else has headphones on too, so yeah, kind of hope that nobody bad. heard it. And I'm gonna tell you something about headphones. All right, there's a lot of people that are creepers that don't have any music on Ooh, that'll sit there and listen to everybody. Good that, point. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'll give you that firsthand knowledge from a guy who worked at the gym for a long time. So <laughs> be careful with your conversation. Yeah, some people some people have headphones on, but they don't have going on in those headphones. So they're just they're just kind of creeping on everybody. So just give everybody a heads up on that one. Be on the lookout for those. Yes. Yes. All right. So I'm the kind of person when I'm in the gym, I like to pretty much be left alone. You know, yep. occasional yep. hello or whatever's yep. cool, but I'm in there for a purpose. Right. And I'd imagine most women have the same mentality. On yep. top of that, with all the creepers out there, do you yeah. even try to pick up chicks at the gym or do you just leave it alone? Oh man. Uh, I mean, and I mean, there could be a yes or a no. I mean, it all depends. On it just situation. depends. I, on I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I haven't dated somebody from the gym. Yeah. I'm not going to say, cause I have, um, you know, that's just, it, it happens, you know, it happens. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Some some relationships are successful at the gym. At the gym I go to, I, I feel like most of them have been unsuccessful. I mean, for um, me, but, usually it's know. a place to escape and go to yeah. kind of get that tranquility yes. and do your own thing. Yes, focus on yourself. I mean, even at that, like when I dated the girl from the gym, 
we were in the gym at the same time, but she was training with the trainer. So her and I hardly ever talked at the gym because we were both there for our own purposes. I wasn't going to go bug her while she was paying for a session. No, you know and working I mean? out so, with, uh, say, a love interest is always fun. Yeah. It's always cool. I think, it, I, I mean, I recommend it. I think couples should work out, yeah. but not all the time because not the you're time. not always going to get no. a great workout in whenever you're, no. you know, you're both conforming no, you, distracted. Yeah, and, you, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you have to have some time to yourself. And I feel like a gym is a personal time to yourself escape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's like, all right, cool. Hey, we can, you know, we're just going to do this thing for an hour, whatever, hour, hour and a half. And then after that, hey, we can be together the rest of the day. That's fine. That's cool. But when I'm in the gym, I try not to bug uh, my significant other. Like, you know, I just, I just don't, you know. It's, yeah. It's uh, like I said, we're, we're there for a purpose. I can, you know, I can love on you the rest of the day, you know? Yeah. And I think you should be able to pick up on those vibes as well. Yeah. You know, if somebody's got their headphones in, they're working hard. Yes. The last thing they want is for you to come up and yes. tap them on the, you know, tap them on the ear. Yeah. Bro, the worst thing, them. the worst right. thing too, is whenever you turn around and it's some old guy and he's just like, Hey, can I work in? No, bro. There's a bench <laughs> over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you got to let them work in every now and then. I do. Yeah. And it just, it's discretionary though. You yes. Know? Yes. There's I like understand. three other people in there and there's yeah. plenty of room. Just give me a second. To yeah. If it's a, here. yeah. If it's a group of them, if it's one other person, you know, Hey, I got no problem with that, but yeah. Yeah. If it's going to mess up your, your rhythm or your mojo, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You wait between sets. Yeah. You know, yeah. You don't, don't interrupt to... somebody mid set, you, you know, want... they're yeah. holding weight in the air. They don't want to talk. No, it'll be like that. You know, that guy that we both know, he, uh, he come, yeah, we both have, all three of us have an acquaintance that's like that. You the know, nomad. he likes to come up and, you know, next thing you know, he just start talking to you about random dumb at the gym and the next thing you know it's been 45 minutes and you haven't done anything you turn around he's gone and he's talking to somebody else's yes! girlfriend yeah. <laughs> uh, yes you hit the nail right on the head yep uh but yeah yeah that's it you can't you can't do that you, it's you can't be social hour at the gym either i mean you just can't dude i mean no. or or even like one night I was at the gym and I was there at like, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. And, you know, I, of course I look around, see who's in there. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody. I was like, whoa. So, uh, so I'm just in there, I'm doing uh, chest and shoulders and, you know, some young guys come in and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, they post up on the bench press and, you know, get out their headphones and they get out their phone and they look all serious and stuff. And they're sitting there texting on their phone. Well, I go through, dude, and I do all, you know, I do, I finish up my chest and then I go in. I do front raises, or I do side raises, I do front raises, I do uh, rope pulls, and then I go through and I do an ab circuit. Okay, so at that point, I've done one, two, three shoulder ex shoulder exercises, and then I did an ex I did those four in, a, in an ab circuit. So, man, I was, you know, I did a good majority of my workout, and I look, and this dude is still just sitting on the bench press text messaging. I mean, it's been at least 45 minutes, and I'm like, you are still on the same piece of equipment and you have barely breezed through one or two warm-up sets. And you, yeah, it's not a little rest minutes, set for 45, 45 minutes. minutes. Just sitting there looking at their phone. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, you know what I mean? You can't have that big of a fan club. No. I, I promise. Like, dude, for people here in Cookville, I mean, I understand some of you guys are, you know, fitness whatever, or you have fit after your name, or, you, you know, you have 500 people who like your pictures and stuff. But I promise you, you don't have that big of a fan club. And if you don't work out, your fan club's going to go away. So... Right. Um, put your phones down and work out, please. Make sure you have some muscles to show off in the Yes, system. yes. It, it drives me nuts. It, <laughs> I don't yeah. think Alistair should go for spotters. I mean, know. we all just need to, you know, do the social media thing. We just need to look like we're something when we're not, you know. 
That's, that's what yeah, we, I've got a lot to learn there. That's uh, that's what we that's what we've come to as a society. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah, hey, yeah. as long as I can make it look good to everybody else, it doesn't matter if it's that a is a big problem behind, out behind there the too, screen. Man. So yeah, it's like uh, it's like the memes you see on Instagram, and it's like the guy who's taking a picture of himself. Oh yeah, beach vibes, and then you look, somebody takes a picture of him, and he's laying in like the dirt of the construction site. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. It, or you see the folks that come into Planet Fitness on Pizza Monday, yes. and they'll get the pizza, they'll hit the treadmill to get the selfie, and then they'll head on out. Yes, and and for the for the people at Planet Fitness who have been brainwashed by their advertising, fit people are not there to judge you. Um, coming from a guy who's worked at a gym, who's uh, you know been in shape for thirteen years, been a personal trainer, um, all this, nobody is stopping their workout to look and laugh at you. I no. promise if you go up to the fit people at the gym and you ask them how to use something, they'll probably help you out. And if you're uh, gym intimidated by their yes, looks as, as they're, as they claim that's, they're, that's the person you need to be asking for that, advice. You never yeah. want to be the strongest person in the gym. You want to be surrounded by people that you could draw inspiration from, right? right? Or ask, yes. ask for assistance if you want it. And if not, you know, they're not going to bother you. Right. Yeah. But they're not, you know, they're not just going to sit there and, and be like, oh man, I've seen this so-and-so blah, 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 blah. Like that, that's all advertising. They're yeah. trying to, you know, basically judge the book by the cover. They're like, all right, well, you guys know that people with muscles are douchebags. So what we're going to do is we're going to play people with muscles as douchebags. And you can come to our gym. Which is your target safe. audience, you would still we, think too. You yeah, still want those folks right. coming to your gym. No, they, they don't. They want to make it look like, like people from gyms that are in shape are a bunch of assholes that are going to look down their nose at people who yeah. have no experience that's you know, that's not the case you come ask me how to be in shape and i'll help you out i've got no pro- i know other trainers who are in the same boat you know what i mean i know a whole gym full of people that would that would help you out you know so um it's it's just goofy that, that they do that but they it's find a, a weird loop- tactic they find a loophole in society they know people are insecure yeah you know what i mean so which is like, a weird hey, dynamic too because I, yeah. I do stop in there i have two yeah. gym memberships and that's one yeah. of them for when i know it's a real busy time of the day and i'm like look i'm just gonna go to planet fitness because i can still get a good workout yeah. in there you're missing some of your free weights right you don't have a free squat or a free bench or things like that so right. i go for other things on those days and there are fit people that go there oh yeah absolutely um absolutely and and it's it's not like you have to be fit to go to the gym when i see uh, a large person looks like this is the first time in the gym. I'm applauding them, man. I'm like, yeah. look, I'm glad to see that you're here. Yeah. Just getting a jump start on it. You know, and, you got to start the, somewhere. And the thing is, too, is appearance is deceiving, dude. There are people out there that don't look like they're in shape that are in better shape than people who look like Mr. Olympia. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. There's like genetics. It's harder for yeah. some people to, yes. to get the weight off. Yes. Or, or, you know, let's say, you know, let's say if me, let's say I've been in shape for, you know, however long and, uh, you know, I take like six months off from the gym. Okay. I'm still going to look like I'm in shape. Okay. And I go back to the gym. If I go up and I compete against somebody who's been training for those six months while I've been off, regardless of how much better than them I look, they're going to beat me. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it, that's, that's just how it goes. Like, so how you look does not necessarily mean what kind of shape you're in. Absolutely. I mean, you can look great and not be in good shape. Well, you look at a lot so. of the power lifters, like you mentioned earlier too, and they're not shredded. A lot no. of those guys are larger guys, but man, yeah, man. they're strong. They are strong, guys. dude. They are very strong. Yeah, those guys, I mean, so just some of those guys, man, they're deadlifting 1,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. That's insane. That's half a ton. Insane. I couldn't even think. That's insane, man. That's insane. I mean, I've, no, I've not done anything like that. No. <laughs> I mean, the best I've done, I've deadlifted 500 off the floor uh, That's for stout. six. That's stout. For six reps. And I'm only a 200-pound dude. Um but yeah, dude, a thousand pounds—that's crazy. Yeah, man, my back's sore just thinking that's about insane. it. That's insane. That's insane. So, 
Um, yeah, I've not touched anything like that. I mean, I've touched decent weight for my body weight, but yeah, yeah. nothing like that. Man. You ever mess with yoga? With yoga? Uh, I've done a little bit of yoga. I'm not opposed to doing yoga. I've actually thought about incorporating some yoga into my daily routine. It's hard um, to wind down and just let yourself sink into yeah. it sometimes, but I'm trying to learn, too. See, see, that's the thing. is, It's the opposite end of the spectrum for fitness from what I'm used to. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of an intensity junkie when it comes to fitness. Like, I have to have it. Like, when I told you, I even run intensely. Like, yeah. I, I can't just, uh, there's no, with me in fitness, there's no, like, 55 miles an hour. Yeah. You feel me? It's either, it's like zero or a hundred. Like I've got to be intense and I've got to be locked in mentally in order to get done what I need to get done physically. So, um, I just, I just can't, for me, I can't. Yeah. You yeah. Know. I feel you. I, I feel think you. I've had to rein that in a lot with the running is, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll start out and I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to rip the streets up. I'm going to yep. sprint the whole time. Yep. And then it lasts, you know, maybe yep. a mile yep. and then I'm, Yep. Killed over. Oh, yeah. We'll but be good, and we'll keep good pace with each other sometimes, and then I'll get ahead, and I'll see Josh come flying. I call him yep. a RoboCop because his, his arms and his shoulders are so big, and he comes yep. flying by right. you, man, just with an intense look yep. ahead. And I know about a quarter mile he's about to slow down, but mm-hmm. yep. you know he, he'll get with it for a minute, but he's starting to learn that if you just <laughs> slow it down a bit, you regulate that speed, that you can go well, further. But we do like the intensity. You, know, you know what that means, though, right? That means in that you're the tortoise and he's the hare. I think so. so. <laughs> Every time. Every time. We so, take turns back and forth so, with that. But yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's what's that's what's interesting about yoga. Yoga is like a, a complete opposite end of the spectrum from what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, but what's cool is there's a there's a bodybuilder. He used to be a, a six-time Mr. Olympia named Dorian Yates. Yeah, I've heard Dor- of him. Dorian Yates, he's one of the best bodybuilders ever. I think he, was, uh, he competed in 17 shows, I think, and he won 15 of them. And his other two were second places. Like, track that record. guy was an animal. So, I mean, he was one of the most intense dudes to ever touch weights um, and one of the most accomplished bodybuilders ever. Uh, now, that guy doesn't even lift weights. He does yoga. He does all yoga, all cardio, and he's just on the complete other end of the spectrum. And, you know, when you when you, um, you, you hear him talk in interviews and stuff, you know, he's still, he's like, yeah, I'm an intensity junkie. He still has that intense you know, has to have it in the gym, but he does it with, like, cardio. He'll do it on the bike. He'll do intervals okay. where he's just all out as much as he could do on intervals. It's, it's you know, he's still getting the intensity on, on one level, but it's not like he used to. And then he's focused on the complete opposite end of the spectrum now because he's not that person he used to be. Yeah, he's more mentally reigning in yes. and just yeah. trying to make sure he's living a good, keeping a good balance You've got his health, yes. you know, yeah. in his life. But yeah, that's the one thing he's, uh, a, a lot of people too, like the fit people or bodybuilders, especially the people who get big, man. Uh, a lot of people can't let that go. Yeah. You feel me? So like, like I was saying with him, he's let that go. He's, he's, I've seen in many interviews, he's like, I'm, I'm not that person anymore. I've even seen him say in an interview that if he could have that physique that he used to have for free with no effort that he wouldn't want it now. Ooh. Right. See, that's right. interesting too. Now that's the, right. the, um, Michigan medicine researchers apparently are studying a class of naturally occurring protein. It's called Cestrin, right? Okay. They've what they're trying to do is basically put into pill form a way to build muscle, which is is ridiculous. But if you could replace physically working out with a pill that gave you the same stuff, would you do it? No. No, because no. the process is really what you're at. Yes, that's it. I love the process. I love the seeing the process of improvement. I love uh, the hard work. Yes, I yes, I've never been scared of working hard. 
Like you, you have to work hard. That's like I can't. I came here from Michigan, man. I mean, I Michigan is there's not a lot of money there. Oh yeah, okay. and then to live just in that environment and yeah, the weather man. and stuff, you got to be somewhat tough. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had times where I woke up, you know, to go to work at six o'clock in the morning. You know, it's negative twenty outside. You go oh. out to start your car and your battery's dead just because it's so cold. You know, I mean, and that's a true story. So, and then you got to go wake somebody else up to jumpstart your car at six in the morning in twenty degrees below freezing. So, uh, nice. you know, it's it's so where I come from. Um, I mean, it, you're you're pretty well. You're pretty well. It's it's ingrained in your mentality just to work. Like that's just what you do. I've been working since I was 16 years old. Uh, I never went to college. I just I've worked. That's that's what I do. So, um, yeah, that's translated very well into fitness because I can take that work ethic and and put it into that. But the good thing is, is they work out hand in hand. Um, you know, me being good at fitness makes me better at life. So gotta be so yeah. much more satisfying oh, to yeah. gain things rather than have them handed to you yes yeah yeah i used to be kind of a shithead when i was younger uh you know i'm not even scared to admit that i kind of i guess would kind of sit back and wait for things to happen as opposed to going out and getting them um you know i was i procrastinated a lot uh you know i didn't i just kind of i don't know i guess I, I just lowered my standards as i got into into adulthood to match where everybody else was and, uh, you know, after a while, I just like literally I had an epiphany one day. This is so funny. I was I was working at Applebee's, okay, as a fry cook. And I'm sitting there and I'm filtering this fryer out at like, I don't know, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. And I just said to myself, I'm like, dude, is this the best you can do for yourself? You know what I mean? You're 24 years old as a fry cook at Applebee's. I'm like making like seven twenty-five an hour. I'm like, is this really the best you can do for yourself? And then from that point forward, dude, I just said, fuck it. Enough's enough. There you go. You know what I mean? Enough's enough. And I said, all right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into shape and and then I'm going to, you know, see where this goes. And then I was like, all right, well, I really like doing this and I would like to help people. So I decided, I said, all right, well, cool. I'm going to be a personal trainer. So I was up in Michigan in a town of 2,000 people with a gym about the size of this room. Uh, uh, and it's like, I'm telling people, Hey, yeah, I'm going to work out. And then I'm going to, you know, try to be a personal trainer. Nobody looks at a personal trainer as a serious job. They're like, I think that's personal changing nowadays, trainer. Though. Yeah. But you got to figure this is 2009. Yeah. Okay. This is 2000. This is 11 years ago. Okay. I moved down here in 2009. So this is 2007, 2008 leading into leading into me moving here in 2009. And, and they're just like a personal trainer. What the? That's, you know, they're just yep. like, that's stupid. Like, why don't you go, you know, work at this grocery store? Or why don't you go work at this restaurant? Because, I mean, there's no industry where where I live. Right. It's, it, you're working retail or grocery or you're working restaurants. Same probably factory jobs that oh, a lot no, of folks. No, no factories. Yeah, a lot of those went out of business. Yeah, no factories. They don't even exist up there. I mean, you had like, uh, you could work at like the beverage distributor, um, Griffin Beverage, or like maybe Taylor Door that make garage doors. Um uh, UPS, Pepsi, or Coke. That's those were the big industries. Most of the population all work at one of those spots, huh? Um, well, yeah, yeah. Everybody who's got in there is there for life. Yeah. You feel me? So you're not getting in there unless you know somebody who knows somebody. Uh, blah blah blah. So I mean, it's small town, dude. Anybody's I mean, lived in one of those towns similar yeah. to this one here. I mean, you know. What I mean, he's people about. people think Cookville's small, dude. This is like thirty thousand people. Like my hometown's two thousand people. Man, Cookville's expanded so, a lot though yeah. over the last decade. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, dude. Yeah, since I've moved here, man. Oh, it's been yeah, it's grown a lot. Going to keep so. on doing it with the way Nashville's going yeah, too. Absolutely. So it was just like you know nobody took that seriously. So 
I uh, I had the opportunity to move down here. I moved down here, and uh, I was like, all right, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go on with this personal training thing. I'm like, there's a nice gym here in town. I'm you know, I'd like to do that. So I got down here, and it was like, I don't know, May of 2009. I didn't I didn't find any solid work till. July 4th, 2010, man. Whoa. I was down here for a year with no work, basically just doing housework just to afford to go to the gym. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, I did that, and I got into Food Line over in Smithville. Very nice. Fourth of July uh, was my start date, and my job was to scrub floor wax off the stainless steel um, from the floor buffer, and it hadn't been done since the building had been rented 15 years ago. Wow. So, yeah, my job was to lay on my side with a toothbrush and scrub this wax off of all the... You know, all that and all the legs of the aisles. You want to learn hard work? Every one of them. That's so it right there. I did, so that's what I did, but I'm like, dude, it's better than nothing. Yeah. So I sat there, man, and, you know, I came into Food Line. I had three and a half years worth of grocery experience, so I came in there. I knew how to do everything in the store yeah. already. So that, and I'm, I'm naturally a pretty driven dude, so they, you know, I made everybody look bad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was just like, all right. So, you know, they all talked to me, blah, blah, blah. People are like, oh, you're an overachiever. You're an overachiever. And I, I had one girl tell me that one time, and I told her, I said, yeah, I said, I forgot it's socially acceptable to be a slacker. You know, so Bam. it's true, though. And when you're getting those comments, you know, you're doing something. It's true. Right. Oh, yeah, man. I remember oh, I, I pissed him off so bad one time because it was like we sold these little Children's Miracle Network football things for a dollar. Yeah. And, like, I worked two shifts on the till, okay? I asked every person who come through my line if they wanted to buy a football. Okay, in two shifts, I outsold everybody who worked five shifts. There you go. You because they didn't, they didn't try, you know what I mean? So I got, like, this gold star for my name tag. Boy, did that make everybody mad. I had people that were there for years that didn't have a gold star in their name tag. Ooh, I was look, like, here I comes even... gold star day. Yeah, that's, that was it, man. I worked there. I worked there for four months. That's it, four months. I told those guys, I said, look, dude, I said, I am working here only to save money to go be a personal trainer at this gym in Cookville that I work out at. And they're like, oh, yeah. Four months later, peace out. I worked at the gym for five and a half years. Bam. Okay, and then worked my way up to managing it. So Yeah, and you're um, killing it over there, too. I'm sure you know, if you ever wanted to jump back into personal training full-time, it wouldn't be a problem at all. Now, if I wanted to, I mean, I, I like personal training. Personal training is fun. It's very difficult, um, it, but what people have to understand, anybody, anybody out there that's listening, hey, if you're thinking about going into – a personal training situation where you're training with a trainer, know that it is a team effort. Your trainer is not getting you into shape. You're getting yourself into shape on your trainer's knowledge. They're to guide you. Okay, so there's one hour a day you spend with your trainer in the gym. You can be as perfect as possible in that hour. So the other 23 hours of the day, it's your responsibility as an adult to hold yourself accountable to what your trainer's telling you to do when they're not babysitting you. Okay, so if you don't want to be a baby and you don't want to be babysat, follow their instructions, please. Yep. So I'm just trying to throw that out for all the other personal trainers out there that might be listening. I've got your back. They're all saying yes. amen. It is a team effort. Okay, no trainer gets you into shape. You get yourself into shape on their knowledge. Okay, so you cannot be a dickhead <laughs> for 23 hours a day and expect to be in shape because your trainer killed you for one hour at the gym. Very well said. Very well said. Well, guys, it's been like an hour and a half. Woo! Uh, it's been some good conversation. Josh, you got anything to add? No, I think we're good. Dave, we you got, got anything to add, out. man? No, you got man. anything to plug? I mean, I check my Facebook every now and then, and then I just post pictures of my dog, and everybody's probably sick of that anyways. No, nah, everybody loves pictures of the old dogs. I know. I got, him a, I got him a new sweatshirt today, so I posted it. It was a picture of a sweatshirt, and it had a pizza on the back, piece of pizza that nice. said home slice. Well, man, I'm going to have to get on there and give that thing a like. That's yeah, awesome. Man. Dave? So, 
we appreciate you taking the time, man, and just being here with us. And we hope that you're a reoccurring guest. Oh yeah, man. You just let me know uh, if you guys ever want me to come on again. Just uh, yeah, just let me know. I've had fun. So. Yeah, perfect. Count on it, man. Awesome. All right, have a good one. Right on. Take it easy, guys. And that'll do it. Thanks for tuning in. Keep up with us on Twitter at FlexEdPod, also on Facebook. Until next time, stay happy and stay healthy. You've been listening to FlexEd. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.